We are here for you. Just because everything is changing, just because our routines are different, does not mean that the church stops. Does not mean that the church stops. You are the church. I heard a pastor say, you can't cancel church because the church is the people. So if we can't cancel church, guess what? Spirit of God's not canceled. Healing's not canceled. Guess what? God is still moving, and he still wants to do something in your life today. So if you need prayer, please let us know. I believe there's a section where you can comment if you're on YouTube. Comment, let us know your family. Let's say if you were, if you were at my house, it would be the Sims family. Sims family is agreeing. Sims family is watching. Or um, the Draffin family, because I know Matt and his family are watching. Like, Just let us know who's watching. And if you got any, any prayer requests, you can send those in um, through the comment section or go through um, our website or NCC Prayers, NCC um, guests, a lot of ways to connect with us. Do not just tune out, okay? Do not tune out. A um, couple things I want to make sure that I go over. Also, we want to invite you, as a church, what we are doing is our staff has set an alarm at 7 o'clock every day. And at 7 o'clock, we are taking time and we are praying over the COVID-19 virus situation across the world, across the world. So we are taking time to pray as a church body. So we invite you to join us. Guess what? There is no distance in the spirit. So you can be at your house. I can be at my house. And we both start praying at seven o'clock and we agree that this thing is defeated, that this thing is under our feet. And guess what? We have agreed on something. And the Bible says when two more agree on something, it will be done in the earth. So we have agreed even though we're not in the same room. So if we get our entire church praying or the entire body of believers praying together, we can agree together and watch this thing be, and watch the tide change as a nation. So be praying with us seven o'clock every day. We set an alarm in our house and we stop whatever we're doing and we agree on something. We agree together. So do that with us. You can join us in that. Um, Again, all of our guests, thank you so much for joining us online. We know that there are a number of churches that are streaming different services, and we know that you could have streamed uh, any church, but we thank you for joining us online, welcoming us into your home and into your house, and we just want to say that God still reigns. He is still on his throne. So again, as we're transitioning, um, I do have my number one, number one fan and supporter, my beautiful wife, Olivia. Say hi, Olivia. She's, she, I don't know if y'all heard that, but it may not pick that up. But I'm going to ask, there was a cup of water. Can I have the cup of water right beside you? And then I'm going to need all my props because I'm a, I'm a prop. I got props as a preacher. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but I have some today. So if you'll hand me, sweetie, all of those props right there, just the entire thing. And I'm just going to set that right here on stage. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hopefully, again, you guys are, maybe you're at home and you're still in your PJs, so that's awesome. Maybe you put it on a big screen, but I just ask for you to engage during this time. I do believe God has something he wants to share for you today, so I hope it encourages you, brings you hope, and blesses you. Um, I'm going to take a moment to pray, so if you'll join with me, and let's just pray. Uh, Father, thank you so much for what you're doing in the lives of your people. God, I know that right now it may seem bleak. It may seem scary to us, Father, because we do not know what's coming. We do not know what's going to happen. But God, we know that you're still on your throne. 
God, you have not been moved. God, this does not surprise you. This does not bring complete fear to you like you didn't know this was coming, Father. You knew exactly what was going to happen. You've given us everything that we've needed, Father. You've always been a God to meet us right where we're at. So I thank you, Father, for those watching at home, Father, or watching um, from a, a different place, Father God, or maybe they're maybe they're they're in a hospital, Father God, and they're streaming this right now, God. I just I just pray over them right now in Jesus' name, God. We take we declare healing right now over every person affected, Father, by the COVID nineteen virus, God. God, we believe that and we know that it has to bow to the name of Jesus. It has to bow. And I thank you that your word says that by your stripes we have been made whole, Father. So I thank you for wholeness right now in Jesus' name. Father, I take a, I also pray right now, Lord, it's not, it's not related to the virus, but I pray for, I have a coworker, I pray for her daughter, Rowan, God, that she is fighting for her life right now. God, I pray that you move in that ICU unit right now in Jesus' name, that you begin to move through every doctor, every nurse that is, that is working on her, Father God, and I thank you, Lord, that nothing is too great for you. So, Lord, we thank you for healing right now in Rowan's body in Jesus' name, God. God, we thank you for other needs, Lord, that have just needed healing, God, whether it be spiritual healing, emotional healing, God, physical healing, mental healing. It does not matter, God. You did not exit the healing business, Father. You did not quit healing. So I thank you, Father, that healing can still reside in their bodies, that healing can still manifest itself in their bodies, God, because you are that good of God. So, Lord, I thank you for those listening right now, Lord, around this great, awesome nation, Father God, that they are believing for healing, that you meet them right where they're at, and you be the great healer. You be the great doctor that you are, Father God. And I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that they will be able to have a testimony of healing in their lives, Father. Thank you, Father, for meeting every financial need, Lord, for those that have been concerned about that. Thank you, Lord, for meeting every need in every person's life, God. I thank you, Lord. Bring them peace right now. Bring them joy. Whatever they need, bring it to them right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Take some water. Here we go. All right, before I um, jump into my notes, last thing also, thank you for being faithful in your tithes and offering. If you give online, look, you can write a check, send in the mail. However you want to send it to us, we will take it. But thank you for being faithful in that. Um, in your tithes and offerings. As we say, ministry still goes on. It does not matter what it looks like. Guys, we are still praying. We're still believing, and the work of the kingdom still needs to be done. So thank you for your giving. Thank you for your giving. Do not hold back from your giving during this time. I know it may seem like a weird thing that I'm trying, I need to hold all my funds. I need to do this. I need to do that. Be faithful in your tithes and offerings, and we thank you for being faithful in your tithes and offerings. God honors that. He honors that. Um, before I jump right into the word, I do have an encouragement as I was praying and getting ready for this message. Um, one of my favorite scriptures to quote is Matthew 6, 33. Um, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Verse 34 says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow essentially will take care of itself. It has enough worry on its own. So with everything happening, I stopped for a second. I said, Lord, what do you mean by seek first? What do you mean? Like, this is a prayer. When I'm reading my word, I'm studying the Bible. This is how 
I study with God. I say, okay, God, when this came out of your mouth and you breathed it, what did you mean? When you gave it to the apostles, when you gave it to the prophets to write down, what were you saying? What did you mean by this? And the Lord just answered so lovingly as he does, and he says, the real question she'd be asking is when? So just like every good student, when you don't know the answer, you keep quiet. So he was like, you should be asking me when. I didn't say anything. I was like, okay, Lord, when? He said, now. I said, so seek first the kingdom. He said, now. Seek the kingdom now. In this moment, seek the kingdom right now. So you have to go through 33 to get to 34. Because if you're seeking the kingdom right now in this moment, today, you can't worry about tomorrow. I want to encourage you that it doesn't matter how much money you make, it doesn't matter what your, what your social status is, what your title is at your job, it doesn't matter how many followers you have on social media, it doesn't matter how many friends you have, it doesn't matter how many social media platforms you have in your existence, you can never predict the future. You will not be able to know what is going to happen tomorrow. We're not guaranteed or promised tomorrow. doesn't matter. You can be a billionaire. You still can't change what's going to happen tomorrow. You cannot today change what's going to happen tomorrow. So God says, seek first the kingdom now in this moment. What does that look like? In that moment, it may look different for you right now. It may be seeking the kingdom, letting your family see you engage in the word of God. That is seeking the kingdom. It may be blessing your spouse by doing something for them. It may be blessing the church by by giving. It may be doing something that God's told you to do. It may be calling that family member and asking for forgiveness, but it is seeking the kingdom in that moment right now. Do not wait. Seek the kingdom now. Seek the kingdom in that moment because you cannot worry about tomorrow. And God said something really plainly. He said, if you are worrying about tomorrow, you are surrendering the blessing, the gift of today. I'm going to say that again. If you are in fearful or worrying about tomorrow, you are surrendering the gift of today, which is called the present. For all you uh, Kung Fu Panda uh, watchers out there and there where uh, he dropped that knowledge on us. He said, it's today, that's why it's called the present. But you're surrendering, you're surrendering the gift of today by worrying about tomorrow. Today is a gift. It says, this is the day the Lord has made. So I will rejoice and be glad. If you woke up this morning, if you have breath in your lungs, you have been given a gift. You are alive. You have something to celebrate. You have something to praise. You have a reason to rejoice if you are alive. If you are listening to this stream, guess what? You have a reason to celebrate. You have technology. You connected. You're in your house and yet through somehow technology and the waves and stuff, you are basically watching me and I'm in your home, whether I'm on your TV, computer screen, or phone. You have a reason to celebrate today. So celebrate this moment right now. Celebrate it. Enjoy it. You have breath in your lungs. And the Bible says that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Everything. So if you got breath, you praise him right now. If you got breath, you praise him that you're at home. If you got breath, you praise him that you're in a house. There's a roof over your head. You have running water. You praise him that you turn the lights on. You praise him because you have food. You praise him right now. Seek first the kingdom 
now. That's not even my notes. So now let's jump into my notes. So turn to somebody in your house or next to you and say, that wasn't in his notes. That's extra. Hallelujah. So we're going to be in John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And we are starting a new series in our church. And it says, before I go. No, Siri. No, I'm preaching, okay? Um, Siri jumped on, uh, jumped up. I, I didn't get that. Well, you got to take better notes, Siri. Um, so John chapter 14, the new series we're starting said, Before I Go. Before I Go. John 14. New series is called Before I Go, and the title of my message is Take This. So the series is called Before I Go. title today is called Take This. And we're just going to read this chapter. So John chapter 14, it's a couple verses. Hang with me as I read through these. Um, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Verse 2 says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Verse 4, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. So I'm going to stop. And you know what? We're just going to take this piece by piece. How about that? We'll take it piece by piece, and we'll go together. Okay, so the first thing, again, take this. Take this is my title of my message. So the first thing, first point I want to give you is God said, take this advice. The first thing he said in chapter 14, he said, do not be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. I want to read it real quick. In the Amplified, it says, do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, cowardly. Believe confidently in God and trust in him. Have faith, hold on to it, rely on it, keep going, and believe also in me. So I just want to stop right there and say for a second that if he gives you this advice, first point, Take this advice. Don't be afraid. So if he says that, don't be afraid or worried, he wouldn't say that unless there would be opportunities for you to be afraid. If he gives you advice and says, don't be afraid, then that means you could possibly be afraid that there'll be an opportunity. It'd be like this. So I got props. So we're going to teach this message. So I'm holding in my hand, if some of you guys do not know what this is, it's called an umbrella. So if, I hand, if, if, if my wife is getting ready to leave and she's getting ready to walk out the door and I said, hey, babe, hold on. Take this, sweetie. Take this. I want to give this to you. Umbrella. What does that mean? That means it's probably going to rain. I wouldn't give it to her unless I was telling her that there's something coming that she's going to need that piece of equipment for. So an umbrella says, hey, it's probably going to rain. You need this. Guess what? Even if it's not raining outside, if I've looked to the weather and I've prepared and I see that, hey, weather's in the forecast for today, and I give her an umbrella, even if it's not raining outside, she still is taking the equipment that she needs to be prepared for the rain that may come later. God is saying, back then, don't be afraid because there will be opportunities to walk in fear, to get into fear, but he's saying, don't be afraid right now. Don't worry. Do not be afraid. So guess what? When you look across the landscape of the world right now, you can say that, man, There's a lot of opportunities to get into fear. 
There's a lot of things that people are, are posting on social media. Hey, if you do this, if you grab your leg with your right hand and jump three times and pop it, then guess what? The virus is going to die. I've seen so many crazy things. And God's guess what? It's saying, guess what? Don't be afraid. He said, don't be afraid. So take this advice. Take this advice. Don't be afraid. That's my first point. The first point. The second point is take this, number two, take this affirmation. Take this affirmation and trust me. Take this affirmation and trust me. So I'm going to jump back into the word. So I'm going to go back into the word because he said, in my father's house, verse 2, are many mansions. If it were not so, I would, I, I would have told you, and I go to prepare a place for you. And I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive to myself that where I am, there you may be also. He's saying, trust me. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Verse 5, Thomas said, huh, here we go, doubting Thomas. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Then verse 7, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Verse 8, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that's enough for us. Look, you just tell us what the Father is. I mean, that's all we need to see. He's like, just let me know. In verse 9, Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father so how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does these works. Verse 11, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or, or else believe me for the sake of the works the, themselves. Verse 12, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to get to my next point but I just want to give you those first. He said, trust me. He, he gave you affirmation. Then he went to explain to his disciples. He said, trust me. Trust me. I'm giving you the advice. So I said, he said, don't be afraid. And he said, this affirmation, trust me. How do you know? How can you trust me? He said, because if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. He said, if you have seen me, he's seen the Father. I'm going to do it, what my Father says to do. I'm going to walk in agreement with him. I'm going to walk in a line with him. It'd be like, if you guys know me, my name is Roger Sims Jr. Roger Sims Jr. And I have a father. His name is Roger Sims. Hey, Dad, if you're listening at home, and hey, Mom, by the way, I know she's listening. Since I'm not a, a famous athlete, this is the only time I'll be able to say, hey, Mom, hey, Dad, and be on TV um, or on the screen. So I just want to get that out there. But my father, Roger Sims, and me, Roger Sims Jr., we are in agreement. There's not a whole lot of things that he will say in the, when I was growing up in the house that he would say that I would go against. There's not a lot of things. We are in the same agreement of believing and doing what's best for the family, <clears throat> doing what's best for the house. So in that same manner, God says, Jesus was saying, look, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to oppose my dad. I'm not going to go against what he has set up. He sent me to do this. I agreed and I'm going to do this so that you may be a part of it. That's how I can go to the house and prepare a place for you because dad already knows that I'm coming to prepare a place. He's already got it ready. Like we are in agreement together. So he just said, trust me because of what you've seen me do. Trust me for what you've seen me do. So the other thing, so that takes faith. So that's like, again, so props. So if I have these keys right here, 
And our worship leader, Michaela, was like, I need a key. And if she said, I need to go to the church. And I say, hey, I've got these keys right here. This is not the church. The keys are not the church. The Ninja Turtle that's on the key is not the church. But it is permission. It is, it is the ability to go to the church and be able to get in. So if I give it to her, that because she has the ability now because she can go. Everybody has a car. Guess what? Your car keys are not the car, but it means that you have a vehicle somewhere that you can go unlock and you can go get in and it can take you to where you need to go. That's what faith does. Faith says, I don't have to see it. I don't have to see it right now, but I can take it and I know that's going to get me to where I need to to go is the exact same thing that the analogy of the car. You have the keys. That is permission. That's the ability to get to where you need to go. That's what your faith does. Right Right now, your faith will rise up and get you where you need to be in your life. It can be for your family. It can be for your relationship. It can be for a future relationship. It can be for your, your job. It does not matter. Your faith will rise up and get you to where you need to go. You just have to believe even if you don't see it. He said to his disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He didn't then poof and make an image of God right there. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen him. It's going to have to take your faith. It's going to have to take your faith. Amen? Amen. Let's keep going. Okay. So in that verse, I was about to get into my, my next point, but I'll go ahead and read it again. Verse 12 says, most assuredly... I say to you that he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Verse 3, sorry, point number 3 says, take this authority. Take this authority. Because he said, you will do greater things. Now, Jesus had just performed some miracles. He had just turned the word upside down. And he says to his disciples, he said, you will do greater things. That is authority. That is permission to go and do greater things. So my prop for this is everybody, whether you're streaming through this device or you're looking on your computer, laptop, or whatever, you have these smartphones, this technology. Now think about what you can do with this phone. If you're streaming through your phone, that you have connected, again, virtually from where you're at, and you're able to see into New Covenant Church. This, can, this thing can do a lot of things. One of the things it can do is actually make phone calls. You don't know that, but you can actually call other people because they use it for everything else. You can get on the internet. You can order food. Some of you guys have been ordering food all week with with your phone. Um, You can connect through an app. You can store your points. You can have your credit card, your bank information. Think about the technology. Now, think about if you had been talking to one of the disciples back then, and and after the first shipwreck, you told Paul, hey, Paul, look, you don't have to go through that again. Here's this device right here, and you can reach everybody in a matter of moments. He said, so I can reach thousands of people, and I can stay in my house, and I don't have to get on a ship? You're like, yeah, Paul, that's what this is for. He'd be like, oh, my gosh, 
What in the world? I can do what? I can reach thousands of people? Let me go ahead and write the rest of this New Testament. And he could have got it to everyone because he would have been so excited that I can send it to everyone and I don't have to leave. Churches around the world are ministering to people around the world from their location. Yeah. Jesus said, greater things will you do. That is, that is so great that you can get the gospel out in the amount of speed that it takes to you to blink your eye because of the greater things. And imagine the life you can live, the, the people that you can impact just from your phone. Yeah. One of the pastors of this house, he blew my mind whenever I heard him preach this to his youth because he said, shout out to Pastor Chris, he said, greater things will you do. He said, what if that means walking in a greater degree of love than I did? That's a challenge right there. So again, some of you guys are like at your house like, if I have to hear one of my kids one more time, guess what? God gave you those blessings. It's okay if you have to lock them in the room. I'm just kidding. Don't lock them in the room. But, but some of you guys are, are going through difficult situations, and God says greater things, walking in a greater degree of grace yeah. than I did, walking in a greater degree of love than I did. God said that, that you have that ability. He gave you that authority. That is permission from Jesus to walk in a greater amount of authority. You can walk in a greater amount of authority than he did. Let that sink in. You can walk in a greater degree of love. You can tap into a greater degree of love for your family right now. I just feel that, that for your family, you can walk in a greater degree of love. Do that. You, can, you have the ability. Don't give up. Don't give up on, on grace for, your, for that family member or your, for your friends. Don't give up. Hold on to that grace. You have a greater degree that you can step into because of what Jesus said. All right, moving right along. So back to the scriptures, verse 15, it says, If you love me, keep my commandments, verse 16, and I will pray the Father, to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he abide with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. Verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. My point number four, take this advocate. I like alliteration, so all my points will start with A. Um, But so you take this advice, take this affirmation, take this authority, take this advocate, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Now, I could probably spend a whole lot of lot, lot more time than I have on the clock or uh, in today talking about the Holy Spirit. We could do series upon series about the Holy Spirit. But I just want to let you know, I did a teaching way back when I was a young pup, and the title of it was, The Holy Spirit Was a Gift, a Guide, a Teacher, and a Friend. I want to go back to that same analogy. You would not need a comforter if there wasn't going to be times of un comfort. He wouldn't tell you, he wouldn't say, I need to send somebody that's going to lead you in all truth, that there wouldn't be opportunities to be led astray, to be given lies. And so guys, the Holy Spirit is with you right now. The Holy Spirit is with you wherever you're at and wherever you go. You have those moments to talk to the Holy Spirit, to have him guide you. The analogy I have is back in the day, People used to use these to get around. This is called a map. 
And I love that when you're on a trip with my, my earthly father, Roger Sims Sr., if you're lost, he will pull out one of these. They don't even, I don't even know if they use these in school. He'll pull out one of these and show you where you are based off of this thing. And I'm like, Dad, you know that, that phone thing can do that. He's like, yeah, but I know where I am. Why are we using the map then? But I never said that out loud because I'm smart. Um, but you have this map. So if God was giving you, and you're about to go on a trip, I'm going to hand this to Olivia, and he's giving you a map, guess what? This means that you're going to need to know where to go. You're going to need somebody to help guide you. He wouldn't send someone to guide you if you weren't going to need guidance. Guys, when you fall into places of being uncomfortable or being lost, that's what the Holy Spirit was for. It's not a surprise to God. It's not a shock to him that you feel uncomfortable right now in everything that's going on. It's not a surprise to him that you feel uncomfortable because you're not sure about your job. Guess what? God said it's okay. You're not less of a Christian because you feel uncomfortable right now. You're not less of a Christian because you get lost at times. But you have the Holy Spirit to use, to guide you, to, to ask for his guidance. He, is, he, was, he was sent to help you. He was sent to comfort you in those times. He was sent to help show you where there's a lie you're believing. Maybe about yourself. Maybe you're feeling inadequate at this time because you've lost a job or you've been sent home. And guess what? The Holy Spirit wants to let you know that you are more than capable, that you are a smart individual, that you are, you are talented, you have a gift of abilities and skills that God has given you that no one else on the planet has. There, is never, there will never be another person like you. I do this with my youth all the time. I'm going to do it with you right now. If you're at home, wherever you're at, tell your whole family to look at their finger right now. Look at their index finger and get really close, really close, and you'll start seeing the lines on it. You'll start seeing the little indentions called your fingerprint. No one else on the planet has a fingerprint like you. You were so special to God that he said, I'm not going to make another person like you. Even twins have different fingerprints. They're identified differently. And God says, that's how much I love you. I'm only going to make one of you. There won't be another one like you. There's never been another one before you. You are valuable to God. You're valuable to us. We love you. Do not allow yourself to get into a place of feeling isolated or feeling like you're alone. Okay? And I can keep going about the Holy Spirit, but you wouldn't need someone to comfort you if there wasn't, there wasn't times of uncomfortable. And my last point, and I'm going to go back to the Scripture, go back to the Scripture. Eighteen says, I'll read that again. Eighteen says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer, and the world will see you, will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. Twenty, at that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Verse 22, Judas, not scared, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Verse 23, Jesus answered said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him. and We will come to him and make our home with him. 
He who, does not, he who does not love me does not keep my words, and the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. 25, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, again, you wouldn't need help. You wouldn't, he wouldn't send a helper if there wouldn't be times where you need help. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will bring to, you, to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you, gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He said that again, don't be afraid. It's like he knows there'll be opportunities to be afraid. 28, you have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you will rejoice because I said I'm going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. So my point number five is assurance, which is my peace. My peace. He said, I'm giving you my peace. And here's what happens. We think, let me use this chair. Hopefully can, they can get this on the camera. We think the peace of God is like this. It's like this little towel. And this is you. And we think this is little peace. Like they're there. It's like the, the Sheldon Cooper of comforting. They're there. They're there. Like it's just a little piece. Like I can wrap, you know, dab my, my face off, whatever. Like it's just this little piece. And the rest of me is still there. That's not the peace of God. The peace of God is like this blanket. And it covers you completely and wholly. And that peace, he said, it's yours. He said, the peace is yours, is yours. I'm giving it to you. It is a gift. That means you have it. That means you don't have to work for it. That doesn't mean you have to earn us, reach a certain level, like level 45 in, in, the, in the game or anything like, and then you get all the cool perks. He said, the peace is yours. I'm giving it to you. You have that assurance. It is yours. It is yours. That peace is yours. And I really think that it is such a time where we need God's peace right now. And again, it's funny, he said that twice. He said, don't be afraid. Remember, he said it at the beginning, and he said it later. And I got I to gotta bust, really, a, a church myth because there have been times where people have said, there, it says to do not fear 365 times in the Bible because there's one for each day. Um, I Googled it, tried to find research. There's nothing that actually says that he says do not fear 365 times. So I'm sorry if somebody told you that. But it does say, when it talks about fear in the Bible, it references that word fear over 500 times. And there's two options. The first option, it says, do not fear. And the second option says, fear as in reverence to the Lord. So he put it in there multiple times, more than 500 to talk about fear, one in reference to God, the other as in, do not be afraid because there'll be times and options for you to be afraid. And the reason he says that is because here's what happens. When we focus on the Lord and we reverence him, we worship him, we honor him, and we do that where it says fear the Lord. Again, we reverence the Lord. We worship the Lord. When you're there, then you won't be afraid. So more than 500 times, he's telling you not to walk in fear by reverencing the Lord. 
In Isaiah 26, 3, it says, you will keep those in perfect peace whose mind is focused on you. He will keep you in perfect peace. The peace that he gave you, he will keep you in that perfect peace if you focus on him. By focusing on the Lord, he will keep you in perfect peace. Well, Lord, how do we do that? By Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has its own care. So by referencing the Lord, by worshiping worshiping him during this time, even though it seems difficult, even though it seems like like everything is just falling apart, by focusing on the Lord, by not fearing, you reference him and then you're not in fear because you have perfect peace, because your mind has stayed on him. Your mind has stayed on him. What I want you to know I want you to know that that God loves you and he hasn't forgotten about you during this time. What I want you to feel, I want you to feel the love of God and let it overwhelm you during this time. Because when God comes, when God shows up, he brings whatever you need. He brings us peace. He brings us joy. He brings those finances that you need. He brings that assurance that he needs. Whatever it is that you need, seek God first. Now what I want you to do, I want you to stay encouraged during this time. Being quarantined doesn't mean isolation and no communication. If you're in a situation where, for health reasons, that you absolutely cannot even leave your house, please let someone at the church know. Let us know, guys. Let us know if there's anything you need. If there's prayer, message us. Put in the comment section right there, pray for blah, blah, blah household. Pray for this. I prayed earlier about a coworker that I have. Her daughter is fighting for her life. I continually pray for Rowan. Whatever it is, guys, let us know. Let us know because we want to be the church. The church isn't the building. The church is its people. And we want to be the church. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Wherever you're at, if you can, just lift your hands, just turn them up to heaven, and I just want to pray a blessing over you. Father, right now in Jesus' name, God, you see your children. You see all of us during this time. You see us at our homes. You see us with our family. You see us with friends. God, and you see us being uncomfortable right now because our routines have been thrown off. The things that we normally do may have been changed, Father. But God, even in the times of the slightest uncomfort, you sent us a comforter. Even in the times of just uneasiness, you sent someone to be with us. So Holy Spirit, I ask you right now to come into each and every home. Comfort the families, God. God, that you go into the hospitals and comfort the patients. God, I read stories about people not being able to have families in the hospital room with them, Father. 
Holy Spirit, go comfort the families, go comfort the patients. God, thank you, Lord, for those that are serving, God, in our medical field, Lord, for all of our nurses and doctors and anyone in the healthcare profession, God. Bring them strength right now in Jesus' name. Strength to keep going, Father. God, I thank you for wisdom for all of our leaders in the churches, Father, around the world, God. Give them wisdom and knowledge to know what to do during this time. God, we thank you for the wisdom of our, of our leaders in government, God. Give them wisdom to know what to do, Father. God, every pastor, Lord, that is, that is doing services online, Father, that, that may not know what it means for their congregation, may not know what it means for their body, God, be with them right now. God, there's no, there's no class that teaches you on how to deal with a pandemic, Father. So I know there may be uneasiness in their hearts right now. God, give them their peace. Give them that peace, Lord, your peace, not the world that gives, not the one that the world gives, but your peace, God, that can surpass all understanding. Be with every ministry leader, worship leader, pastor, God, director, children's director, children's leaders, God, people that are leading your body, Father, be with them right now. And every home that is listening and every home, God, that just needs you, intervene right now like only you can. Like only you can. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.